you know, there's, there's best case scenario and then there's worst case scenario. And usually neither one of those work out. It's usually somewhere in between. And that's really what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that we live in a false positive world, you know, this uh, manifest it and all that, but really the environment that you live in on a daily basis in your own head. And then to kind of pull this together too, I think the environment that we live in, in our homes, the way we communicate with each other, the things that we bring home from work into the house, the way we talk to our kids, bringing that positivity into those conversations is probably the most important part of all of this. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. So I just got back from a trip last week with a bunch of guys that I'm in a pod with. And I've just been thinking about this concept of the negativity that we're surrounded by. And it was interesting because you know, spending three days in a house with seven other guys that are like super positive, doesn't mean that, you know, their, their head is in the sand, but doesn't mean that, you know, they don't have challenges in their business, but it was a very positive environment. And it made me just start thinking about the atmosphere that we live in. And by the time you're listening to this, if you tune in tomorrow on the King's podcast, you're actually going to hear an interview that we did with Vivek Ramaswamy. And it furthered this concept that I've been thinking about, about our mindset and the way that we look at things. And Vivek made this comment. He said that if we don't make some changes, the America that we know today is probably not even going to be around in 20 years. And it made me just start realizing about, or it made me start thinking about how we perceive things and how we think about uh, the future and whether it's our own personal future or the future of the country or just the environment that we live in, whether it's our marriage uh, whether it's the way we treat our kids, the 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 environment that we live in is so important and keeping an environment of positivity and even just belief about what's possible is super important. So um, I've got Kara here today and we're going to have some further conversations about this. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, this was fun. Mike was like, I'm going to throw a topic out there and you just jump in. But I love this topic. I think, you know, um, so many times we just... I mean, you you hear it all the time, like you become like the people that you surround yourself with, but it's so easy for circumstances or, you know, maybe you're going through a tough time or maybe a lot of your friends are going through a tough time as at the same time as you, it's easy to start getting into that negative perspective and thinking um, kind of, it's almost like a victim uh, mentality rather than we have the power and putting the power back in our hands of like, we could change this. We we have the power to change this. We have the power to create the life that we want and the life that we desire. And we can live in those stories that are um, more of a victim perspective of, well, this was my, these were my circumstances. This is with a hand that I was got, that I got dealt. Or yes, this was the hand I was dealt. And I also have the opportunity to change that for myself. You know, it's interesting that you're saying that. And I don't want to spoil the whole interview with Vivek, but he actually made a comment on the interview, which again is airing tomorrow, he said, hardship is something that happens to you. Victimship is something that you choose. And he was talking specifically about the state of um, 
you know, just the woke agenda and all of that stuff that's going on in the U.S. right now. But it was such a powerful statement because, again, you were, you know, you were talking about the friends that were around and, and there's challenging things going on right now. But at the end of the day, like hardship is something that we go through. It happens to you. But victimship is something that you get to choose. And I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I love that. Actually, I'm going to throw another one in there. Um, pain is inevitable. Like we will experience pain in our lives, but suffering is actually a state like a state of mind. And so we can choose to be suffering or we can use the pain to propel us into a different future, a different um, life that we have, or we can sit in suffering, which is like that victim mentality that you're talking about. And just what he said, you know, like we can, we get to choose what that looks like. But so many times we think that all the circumstances that are happening around us are dictating how our life is when we're really, we are the dictators of our life. And like you said, there are challenging times. There's a lot of challenging times in our economy, in our country, um, maybe in your personal life, you might be facing some challenging times, but we always have the choice to change the direction that we're going and start moving in the direction that we want it to be. And, and also like making sure you have people around you that are pointing out possibilities because whenever there's something that is impossible there's also the, the possibility, right? So like keeping yourself in that possibility um, lens as well. I, I put this on a podcast a few weeks back and I think you and I have discussed it a little bit, but I heard this, not really a statistic, but a, a comment that somebody made. And they said that the average human today in one week sees as much negativity and bad news and traumatic events going on as what we did in a lifetime 100, 150 years ago. And at first I was like, is that true? But then the more you think about it, I think it is true because we're bombarded, whether it's from social media or the people that we're around, the news that we're watching, like most of it's negative. And I was actually just at coffee with a guy this morning and we were talking about it. And I, I've been reading this book called Deep Work. And so this kind of is all like a convergence of these thought processes for me. But I got to thinking about, you know, the news and what's going on in the world and even social media. And, and I started thinking like, well, what would happen if I didn't have that news? Everything that's going on in the world right now that's so negative, like would I actually be affected in a negative way if I didn't know what was happening out there? And as real estate investors, business owners, you know, we're always trying to stay on top of like what's happening. What's the Federal Reserve doing? What's the interest rate? What's the future of real estate? All of these things. And is that important? Yeah, it's probably important, but also when you think about the challenges or even the good things that are going on in your business, I wonder sometimes, and this was the conversation I was having this morning with this guy at coffee, I wonder what we would do different if we didn't have all that negative information in our own business. Like, would it change? Would our business actually fail because we don't know whether the Federal Reserve is going to raise the interest rate by a quarter point or drop it by a quarter point? And I think the answer is probably no we'd probably spend more time focusing on what we know we need to do in our businesses and in our life. And I think the outcome would be generally positive. Yeah, I think it's like, what are you doing with the information that you are giving and what, and then also like protecting, protecting, like they always say like your eyes, what you see, what you hear, what you're allowing come into your spirit even. Um, and being really, you know, there's that verse in the Bible that says, guard your heart above all else because out of it flows the rivers of life. And so I, I look at that as like, how do we protect ourselves? Like, and it's not, 
you know, like that toxic positivity, like it's definitely not that, like it's looking at the circumstances, it's looking at maybe the things that are happening. And even you saying like all the information we're flooded with and you think about, um, you know, our fear, our, our flight, fight or, or what is it, run, hide? Fight or flight. Fight or flight. But you also can hide and just like bury your head too. So that comes from back in the day when we were being chased by tigers. But today we're not being chased by tigers, but what are we being flooded in our in our, in our feeds of social media, in the news, like we're flooded with a tiger is going to attack you and kill you. So what does that do to your nervous system? Puts you in that fight or flight state and you're never, you're never able to actually have that, um, that calm state and being in that place where you can actually hear the solutions and find the solutions to where you're wanting to go. So I just find that so interesting that, you know, we are being flooded. You, you hear all the time, like, well, we're not being chased by a tiger, but what are we putting in? Like, what are we allowing ourselves to see all the time? And not that you shouldn't be aware of what's happening in the world, but it is a lot that we're being flooded with. So how do you protect that? So like if, if somebody's listening to this, I was just thinking like, how do we avoid getting into that trap of falling into that negativity while still being aware of what's happening? Well, I don't know. I'll answer that, but I want to, I was, I don't even remember who we were talking with about this a couple of weeks ago, but they were talking about, um, I think it was on a call. Maybe they were, discussing how we actually live in maybe one of the hardest times ever for humanity because back in the day like you actually knew what you needed to do if you were starving you had to go hunt and yeah that was scary because like literally life or death for the entire tribe but nowadays we just like it's really not most things are not life and death and even with everything that's going on right now in the world and israel and ukraine and all the things like some of that is life and death but we're like sitting over here and the things that we think to your point are going to kill us. They're really not that big of a deal. And so, you know, back to what you said, like, what do you do with it? I think it's really just looking at, you know, how big of a deal is this actually? And I think it's putting a filter on everything that we're dealing with on a constant basis and just asking that question, like, does this really matter? There's a, there's a frame um, and I don't know where I first heard this, but I've heard it a lot since then. It's like, is this going to matter in 12 months mm -hmm. or is this going to matter in 24 months or five years or 10 years? And the answer is probably no for most things. And so I think, you know, what can you do about it? I think it's first just understanding that we are bombarded by, you know, just this negativity, the environment, you wouldn't even need to listen to news for a week straight. Like if you didn't listen to any outside thoughts and you just took a catalog and inventory of your own thoughts, there's enough negativity going on in your own brain that you don't need to hear from anybody else. And so I think it's just, I think it's really just trying to figure out like, how do I eliminate some of the negativity and the noise? Maybe it's friends. Mm -hmm. We were actually speaking at a LinkedIn event and remember the, the speaker said, you know, how many of you guys are surrounded by negative friends? And I said out loud, I was like, nope. And, and the guy actually said at break, he's like, you know, I really loved that. I heard you like say that out loud and, and that doesn't just happen on accident. Again, the stuff in our own brain is negative enough to surround yourself with negative people is a whole other thing. And so, you know, what can you do? I think it's just, it's getting aware of the human nature behind that and then starting to eliminate, you know, the news outlets or social media or friends or family even. And then the last thing that I'll say too, and we can kind of go back and forth on this, but I think the other side of it is not just elimination, it's creation with intention. Mm -hmm. So like, how do we, we might have to start with elimination. Like how do we eliminate 
Because that might be the easiest, fastest way to, you know, get 70% of the way there. But then how do we create an environment of positivity? Yeah. Well, I love that you even just like the elimination, because once we stop the flow of that and create those boundaries of like what gets to enter into our eyes, our ears, our spirits, like when we create that boundary, then we're able to tap in to that creativity. Because if there's so much noise going on, you don't have any kind of clarity of like, what to listen to. You know, I was on a call with a girl yesterday and she has all these ideas, but it was just so mumble jumbled. And I feel like that's how our lives are, especially with negativity. It's just all these things being flooded into us and we're seeing what everybody else is doing. And there's no actual true creativity coming from ourselves because we're seeing what everybody else is. And here's the deal. Like you are in charge of that. You get to pick who you hang out with, who you spend time with, who you who's on your social media feed. If something, and I've caught myself doing this, like I'll be, I'll see something come up on my social media feed and I'm like, oh, I don't, that didn't make me feel good. I won't notice like what it is until a little bit later in the day. And then I'll backtrack like what's, what's causing this. And it was literally a post or something in my social media. And it's like, I don't actually need to be following that person if that's the kind of content they're putting out. And you know, we get to choose what we're looking at. And maybe that's even just limiting the amount of time that you're on listening to the news or, you know, on social media. And then the people thing I think is huge. But I love that you're talking about first. I think that is a first step is like eliminating what is coming in. But then how do we get to the state where we can actually get into creativity and create something? Because really, the way out is that creativity. Like if we're in charge of our future and we're in charge of what's coming next, then we we're the solution. But if we don't tap into what that creativity looks like, you know, I was thinking about we're created to be creators. And if you look at like anything that's like taking or copying or not that you can't copy things or like get inspiration from somebody, but it's coming from more of a, a taking place rather than that creativity and a consuming. That's the word I'm looking for. So it's like a consumer versus a creator. So when you can step away from the consuming and then get yourself into a place of creativity, this is something that I've really been practicing is like really meditating on like, what do I want to fill myself up with? So it's being intentional about, you know, what, if you think about meditation, it's filling yourself back up with what you want to be filled up with rather than, you know, we do the elimination and then now what do I want to be filled up with? What do I want this to look like? Yeah. Even on the creation front, I was, again, having this conversation with a guy this morning and talking about the news. He's been trying to not watch the news. And he asked me the question. He said, do you read the news daily? And I can honestly say a while back, I wasn't reading the news daily, but I've gotten to the point where there's certain things that I read every day because I... Um, I, I want to have information for for creation around certain things. But the thing that I've really been thinking about within that is getting somebody to do research. And I think this is the reason why I'm saying this too, is because like if, you know, some people in the audience might be saying, well, I need to have, you know, Bloomberg or CNBC or whatever to know what I need to know. The problem with that is there's no filter on that. And so if you got to watch CNBC to get your news, like you're getting all the news. And so I think just trying to figure out like, how do we filter down what we actually need, which back to your social media, it could be just literally, like you said, unfollowing people or getting to the point where people can give you the right information. And I think that's the thing. I think we just have so much information coming at us that we don't really, like our brain can't filter 
what is good and what is bad and and all of that's in there like you were talking about that feeling that you get and you don't even know where it stemmed from mm -hmm. like how many times do we wake up and we're three months down the road and we don't even know how we got here but it's all of this negativity and news and and right now like literally after you know talking to vivek he was so positive about the future of america which is what we need and i was kind of thinking back to obama there was one thing about Obama that was, you know, he, he was a very good orator. He was a very good communicator and he communicated positivity and we need some of that. And I think right now in this day and age, we're so divided that really that's what sells. It's like us against them. And one of the things that I was talking to the guys about on the Kings podcast yesterday is I think that the majority of us are aligned and Vivek actually said this too. The majority of us are aligned on a lot of things. It's just these extremisms that keep us separated. And that's what happens when we really get into the news. We're, we're never going to stay in that middle ground. It's going to be the extreme positive or the extreme negative. And just trying to create that environment, I think is super important, but you have to eliminate the noise. It's so important. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know the last time I watched the news. <laughs> like I don't watch the news at all. Maybe I should watch it a little more, but I do not any kind of news that I get comes from somebody who's, like you said, researched it. Because there are people out there who will kind of filter through things and give you the top things you need to be knowing, right? So I think having those kind of things that you can pull from of like somebody who's already filtered through all of the noise and just gets you the information that you really need um, to make decisions. But I think, you know, just staying in that positive mindset is so important. Yeah, well, I kind of led with this on the intro, but spending three days in this house with these guys versus I'm in some other communities that is just really negative right now. Mm -hmm. um, and there's challenges in the real estate world. There's challenges in the business world. There's challenges everywhere. But I'm pretty sure that we still live in the greatest country on earth. Um, everybody wants to live here. Like all the issues that we even have going on at the border, thousands of people every day flooding and coming in. Why? Because we live in the best country on earth, yet if you sit back and just listen to the news or, or, you know, some of the echo chambers, like we're getting ready to run off a cliff. And the reality is somewhere between, and Justin Donald said this in the couples mastermind a couple of years ago, remember he was talking um, to, to Ben and Jen and he said, you know, there's, there's best case scenario and then there's worst case scenario. And usually neither one of those work out. It's usually somewhere in between. And that's really what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that we live in a false positive world, you know, this, uh, you know, just, I guess, manifest it and all that. But really, the environment that you live in on a daily basis in your own head, and then to kind of pull this together too, I think the environment that we live in in our homes, the way we communicate with each other, the things that we bring home from work, the things, I mean, even if it's coming from this office into the house, the way we talk to our kids, bringing that positivity into those conversations is probably the most important part of all of this. Yeah, well, I mean, just that comment of like Justin saying it's, you know, probably not going to be the worst. It's probably not going to be the best. And I think we see a lot of times that such extremes of like people who are like, oh, the whole world is falling apart or, you know, there's nothing. And it really is like in that middle ground. But I would rather be more on the use my imagination for what good can happen, because I think that's where you start getting creativity. And that's where you actually can create some solutions to whatever you're facing or to whatever's happening in the in the world around you. But I think, you know, focusing on that part of it, I would rather be more positive than in the negative because I mean, 
I, as I'm saying this, so I'm like, I do like to look at the worst case scenario as well. Like, I think it's important to like see both sides because if you look at the worst case scenario, you're prepared for it. It's like, well, worst case scenario, this is what it looks like and I'll be fine. Like, we'll still probably make it um, unless it's like a life or death situation. But even then, if you face it, you're like, okay, well, I, death is the, the end and I'm facing it, right? Um, but it, you're so right. It's like, it's right in the middle of that. Well, when you look at worst case scenario, you're preparing yourself for that potential outcome. But you don't stay there. Well, yeah. And, and maybe you're mentally and emotionally preparing yourself for that. But going there doesn't help you with the solution. The thing about it is if you've got challenges, and again, there's challenges everywhere, going to that place maybe gets you mentally and emotionally prepared for it. But nothing that you do in that realm right there of that possibility is going to get you out of that situation. And that's the thing that I think we really got to get to is, yes, worst case scenario could be this. And if that happens, here's what we're going to do. It's kind of like that saying, you know, um, plan for the worst, but expect the best. Well, the reality is if we're planning for the worst, um, and again, I, I, I don't think this is not what you're saying, but the reality is the decisions that I need to make and the things that I need to do, I cannot do those from that place. And if I go to a negative place all the time, I'm going to get stuck there. Yeah. Any human is. Mm -hmm. And the reality is even if that is likely or, or even inevitable, do everything you can to not get there. Because the reality is like, if you just throw your hands up and you stay in that worst case scenario, you're going to be there anyway. Yeah. Exactly. I was just thinking about, you know, a conversation that we had the other day with a young man and he, you know, he was feeling really like defeated and struggling and we just put everything out on paper and it actually wasn't as bad as he was thinking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think so many times we, like you said, like we're bombarded with all this negativity, we get into a negative space and we feel like we can't get out of it. But when we actually have somebody else who's positive, who can show us possibility, who can put things out on paper, there's actually then there's some hope that can come back. And I think we need hope as people um, and as a country right now more than anything. And so I think even if you're listening to this, how can you provide hope for other people? Because people need hope right now more than anything. And if you think about faith, faith is a substance of things hoped for. So faith has a substance to it. Like it's, it's actually a tangible thing. But I think we think about faith as like, oh, well, like maybe it'll magically appear, but it's really like, it's the substance of what you're hoping for. So if you're hoping for something good or, you know, you can use that hope for if you don't have hope, right? Like there's nothing there. It, there's no substance there. Yeah. I like that too, because even that, that scripture goes on and it says that it's the evidence of things unseen. Mm -hmm. Like that's a creative. It totally is. And, and again, we can use, we can use our imagination to keep us where we're at or we can use it to get us through where, where we're at and where we need to go. And I really think that's the only answer. And so back to the guys, you know, spending those few days there, everybody has very complex businesses and yeah, we're in challenging times, but that entire few days was really, I walked away from there sitting on the plane thinking this was a very positive few days, even though we went through eight different businesses and eight different lives and eight different problems and challenges. It was all a very victorious type conversation. And then I get into some other rooms and masterminds where it's all focused on the problem. And yes, it's challenging. And, you know, oh my God, we're in for, you know, the next three years are going to be horrible. 
And I'm like, when I walk away and I sit on a plane after those two different types of days, and I think to myself, which one of those was more beneficial? They're both true. Like everything that's said here is true. And everything that was said here is also true. And which one of those is more beneficial? I'll take the positive three days every time because it gives me hope. And I shared, uh, I shared this the other day, but it's like Proverbs, I think it's 13, 12. Um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. But when inspiration comes, it's a tree of life. And when people lose hope, there's, you're sick, literally. You're hopeless. Your heart's sick. And literally, when you think about like cancer, it's been proven that it's from worry and, mm-hmm. and fear and stress and all these things, right? That our body's not used to. And uh, it literally makes the heart sick. But when inspiration comes, it's a tree of life. And so I like what you said too about, you know, it's not only about being an inspiration for us, it's about inspiring others too. And that's reciprocal too. Like, you know, with the same measure you give, it'll be given back to you. If you're given negativity, you're going to receive that back. But if you remain positive, and again, I'm not talking about a flaky, you know, stupid positivity. Like the reality is we can use everything in us. It's the faith conversation that you were talking about to create that environment. Yeah. Well, even when you just said, you know, walking away from that trip and like comparing the two, like, yes, they're both true, but it's because it put you in a certain state. It's all about the state that you're in. And that's, you can't create from a state that's defeated. There's no creation happening there. It's like buried, right? But you can create from a state that's victorious. And when we can think from that more of a victorious, like I am going to have victory when we work from that place of victory rather than towards it, um, things really shift. And I think, you know, just thinking about our state of being, that's where the magic happens. Because if you're, if you're in that environment, that's going to be negative, then it puts you in a state of negativity. So it really was, it's not even that anything is true or not, but like, what is your state? What is the state of your being? It's literally a training. Like you look at special forces or you look at, you know, the president of the United States or a general or, or even a great business leader that they're going through some challenging things. And you look at their demeanor, you look at their composure and are they crap in their pants? Probably, but they've trained for this, right? It's like, it's our state of being, as you're saying, but literally you have to train that. You do. Well, if you think about people who go to war, they are very calm and collected when they're like getting ready, like snipers getting ready to invade a building. I'm sure that is so terrifying, but their nervous system is calm. They're like, they're focused because if they weren't, it would just be a mess. And I think so many times in our life, we're just running around like crazy people rather than really training that. And it is, it's a training of your body. It's a training of your mind. It's pulling yourself back to what you want to feel. What is that state you want to feel? Do you want to feel in that negative space or how do you get yourself back into the place where you are in that more creative mode rather than a defeated? Yeah. And it is such a great example too, because like obviously special forces don't have their head in the clouds thinking best case scenario all the time. They are going to the worst case scenarios, but then it's like, how do we become victorious through this? And that's only through belief and optimism and training at the end of the day. So yeah, it's important. I love it. I think, you know, training our minds, um, just, I, I think meditation's a huge one of like training your mind and then having other people around you, like you and I, like in, within your family, within communities, like you were just talking about, um, having other people who call you out when you're getting into that negative space or even not even call you out, but pull you back up remind you of who you are, remind you of what's possible and how you are the creator of your life too. 
So good. And then being that for other people. Amen. Amen. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.